And this is Sports Talk. We're joined now by the CEO of Eden Park, Nick Sauna. Good evening to you, Nick. I trust you well. Good evening, Darcy, and thanks for your time. Yeah, well, you've got a very much, a, a huge amount on your plate when it comes to time. You probably haven't got a great deal to work with. What have you got? The North-South game coming up, uh, what, at the end of August, uh, the potential of a state of origin match, and then three World Cups all in the space of a couple of years that are all going to be at Eden Park. You happy enough with that? Well, it's very exciting times for not only uh, Eden Park, but for the country. And the three Women's World Cups will be a game-changer for sport in New Zealand and hopefully will provide a platform to demonstrate a genuine commitment to equality in sport. So um, the, the calendar of events, we had a had really a, a challenge to the team to talk about emerging stronger post-COVID-19 and the work that the team of five million have done have really put us in a situation where there aren't too many countries in the world that could safely host athletes and capacity crowds. And uh, that's going to present real opportunities for us uh, this year and into the future. How aggressive have you been personally as Eden Park as a whole to attempt to, to wrestle and to snare these major events? Do, do you even have to be? Well, yeah, definitely. It's, um, we need to highlight to whether it be our promoter friends or indeed our codes that um, Eden Park has the ability to... Um, deliver up to $5 million of gross receipts. Um, but the, the safety of our patrons, athletes, and uh, all those delivering the events is central to decisions that have been made by promoters. The ability for us to broadcast globally, safely and security, securely, is certainly something and a consideration for any code or any promoter. With the upcoming events, just to talk about initially you got the North-South game. Does that present any distinct difficulty or a case of business as usual with you guys? Well, for us, when you look at the performance of the Blues this year, um, it's exciting times. And um, we'd hope to, to get for the Chiefs and the Crusaders um, over 35,000 again for both those fixtures. And then leading into the North versus South fixture, uh, obviously in discussions with the All Blacks around uh, international content. Uh, so it will be a strong calendar events for the remainder of this year. Then opportunities like the, the State of Origin. Uh, obviously, there's been some reports around that opportunity. We've always expressed a desire to have that content. Uh, we've delivered league events uh, successfully in the past. There's a real appetite for our fans and our members to come along to the park for league. And... Um, Obviously, there's there's some concerns in Australia and whether it be Adelaide and, and border control with New South Wales and Queensland or indeed with 70-odd uh, active cases in Victoria. So as an athlete, as a family, as a parent, um, you'd be looking and saying you've got this wonderful uh, facility in New Zealand. You've got um, the ability to play in front of crowds. And there's actually in the last 24 hours an article in New York Times talking about um, the on-field performance of the Bundesliga and how the players um, are affected by not having people in the crowd. And uh, I'm very much of that view. Um, the live crowd really does contribute to the spectacle. Where's your level of confidence at to, in order to well, snaring something as big as the state of origin? Because this comes up pretty regularly. I'm sure you'll know, Nick, about it might be coming out of Eden Park. But, of course, it's their event. Uh, it's their teams. It's their game. It's their crowd. But now... In, what everything you mentioned, it, it sounds like screams out, this is probably the best opportunity Eden Park or New Zealand have got to host something as big as State of Origin. What, what are you doing in order to secure that? What can you do? That's right. I think um, even when you look at that uh, opportunity with Tyson Fury, 
normally we, we wouldn't get a look in. Uh, the money being offered by cities or country to secure that type of content means that um, Auckland's probably going to miss out. But in this example, um, if venues in Australia aren't able to deliver audiences, it means that up to 5 to $8 million of gross receipts has been lost by the code or the promoter. And as such, then they do look to other markets. And um, Auckland has the ability at Eden Park to, to sell up to 50,000 tickets. Um, that means probably between 5 and $8 million worth of gross receipts. So it is appealing for promoters. And I've got no doubt if we were able to secure an event of that calibre, we'd sell out. But you can't do anything to, to hasten the process. You say, here, we've got it. We've got the crowds. Well, sorry, we've got the crowds. We've got the seats. We've got the facility. The decision is yours. Or can you be more proactive in that space? Well, working 20 years in the industry, you do have uh, contacts and connections. And we've, uh, we're working the phones. Um, we're, we're having those conversations. I know from a New Zealand Inc. and a, an Auckland and AT perspective, um, people realise that, that this is unprecedented times. And uh, it's a real opportunity for the event sector, um, as you and as we've discussed previously, that um, up to 3,000 jobs are created on an event day at Eden Park. Um, but it's the ripple effect for the cafes and restaurants in the community, the hotels uh, across Auckland and the hospitality sector, particularly that um, over the last three months has been decimated by COVID. So if we can contribute, we, we strongly believe that Eden Park has a competitive advantage uh, and we can contribute to the rebuilding of this uh, wonderful country. CEO of Eden Park, Nick Sorton, joining the program. And then beyond that, you've got three times Women's World Cup. And I see that FIFA have come out and they're rather strict in what they require as far as venues are concerned. I think it's a similar case with the cricket and the rugby as well. There needs to be considerable investment in the grand old lady of New Zealand venues. Where does it start? What do you have to do Who's paying for it, Nick? This is going to be a headache for you, I expect, for the next six months to a year. Well, during the negotiations with NBA and New Zealand football, it was acknowledged and accepted that there was a number of venues in New Zealand that would require up to upgrades. But Eden Park was cent central to the FIFA Women's World Cup bid. Uh, we're very proud that we've been able to secure the opening fixture. But it was acknowledged that, yes, there is a need for investment. Um, if we reflect back on the Men's Rugby World Cup, uh, $190 million was invested in Eden Park, um, and that sort of an audience uh, in the vicinity of uh, a billion people watch. Uh, the projections for the Women's World Cup, the FIFA Women's World Cup, is $1.2 billion for that opening fixture. Um, this is about uh, us having an opportunity, uh, probably a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to demonstrate a commitment to equality in sport, and, um, and that's going to need um, to work with, whether it be AT, the, walk, the wider Auckland community and, uh, and council, or indeed um, central government to see some investment. And that investment needs to include items like gender-appropriate bathrooms. Uh, we want to make sure that when double-headers or um, fixtures are played featuring our national teams, that uh, the bathrooms are appropriate, the facilities are up to standard, and uh, ensuring that uh, we can demonstrate to the world New Zealand's commitment to women's sport. So how far along the line there, though? So it's, you, you're reaching out to all of these various agencies. Uh, plainly, they must have enough skin in the game, otherwise FIFA wouldn't have given us the nod. I'm talking specifically the uh, the Women's World Cup now. Uh, you're not just waiting. There must be some plans in place. There must be some commitment. And what are we looking at 
cost-wise? Because you've got to look at upgrading the lights and a number of other things as well. This is $190 million, $100 million. What are we looking at here, Nick? Well, depending upon the, the various uh, elements. So from our side, um, discussions have started. As you'd be aware, a number of uh, the facilities uh, around New Zealand have had lighting upgrades. Um, one of the, the items identified by FIFA for both Sky Stadium in Wellington and Eden Park was that the, the lighting would need to be upgraded. We have put together a list of um, items that we think um, would contribute to the successful delivery of the event, but also uh, for the future-proofing of Eden Park to ensure that we can. We've been here for 117 years and we want to be here for another 117 years. But have you got buy-in from government agency or from council? Have you got actual commitments from those agencies to say, yes, we will write the cheque out? If you, if you haven't, it sounds like it's a bit of a wing and a prayer at the moment, which I'd like to think that wasn't the case, Nick. No, that's not 100% right. Um, but MB and New Zealand football throughout the discussions acknowledged that there would need to be um, upgrades to comply with the FIFA standards. And uh, there was uh, and there has been funding allocated for the bid process, but also the implementation. So um, up until a week or so ago, um, I think a lot of people saw the opportunity as an opportunity. Now it's a reality. And now it gets into the detail of working. And as I mentioned earlier, it's working with AT, the, the Auckland Council family, and also central government to ensure Eden Park's facilities remain world-class. And we can deliver not only the FIFA Women's World Cup, but also the ICC Women's World Cup and the 2021 Rugby World Cup. And last but not least, because I know you've got to go, you're a busy man, that's an understatement, but uh, as far as, as Origin is concerned, which is of great interest to a lot of people, you had a rough time frame and when you'd expect some form of decision, what are you, what are you planning here before we get the yay or the nay? Well, I think that's one of the, the real challenges with COVID is that um, uh, if, if you had it spoken to me a month ago, I would have thought the opportunity for a trans-Tasman bubble could have been as early as August. And now... Uh, looking at some of the uh, states in Australia, that's probably now been pushed out. Um, that changes the ability for either spectators or teams to come in and out of New Zealand. Um, so it really is almost a daily proposition, but um, we've expressed the interest. Um, certainly the NRL is aware that we're interested in the fixture and uh, and we're we're just hopeful that um, that we could uh, secure such a, a wonderful event for Auckland and for New Zealand. How long is a piece of string? I've heard it so many times over this COVID period. Nick Saunton, CEO of Eden Park, as always, thanks for your availability. Thanks for your time. Wishing you the best. Thanks so much. Enjoy your evening.